Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. As a way to thank our guests for their time, energy and wisdom, we would love to demonstrate our appreciation, gratitude and admiration. We would love to hear from you as to what was your key takeout from today's session by writing a review in Apple Podcast with our guest's name and insight. And when you do, Please make sure to take a photo and send your photo to support at katherineplano.com.au and you will receive a one-hour life coaching session for free, valued $500, to help you change your life for the better or to help you get unstuck if you are currently going through a transition or if you need a little motivation. Thank you. As always, we have another super, super amazing guest for you this week. We have the beautiful Emily Gosh Harris. Emily is an intuitive guide and multidimensional business mentor here to help humanity reconnect to the divine gifts, remember what it feels like to love themselves unconditionally and return to unity consciousness. She is the founder and CEO of Soul Media a company focused on elevating conscious companies and spiritual entrepreneurs through digital marketing, holistic consulting, and intuitive business practices. Earlier in this incarnation, Emily received a master's degree in business and spent 15 years in the business world working for one of the largest media companies in the world and for a Fortune 500 company. Her personal path of self-discovery has drawn upon a deep love for astrology, neuroscience, psychology, and energy work, all of which have enriched her own healing journey and inspired her to combine spiritual tools and business principles in order to create a blueprint for greater energetic flow with the universe, which she shares through her one-on-one sessions and in group settings. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today I am super excited about our guest. We have the beautiful Emily Gosh Harris, or the way that I pronounce it, Emily Gosh Harris. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. It's such an honor to be with you today. I'm so looking forward to this. And the way that we love to start, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration, which is you, my dearest, to share her unique story and what inspired you to do what you do today. 
Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I think I grew up like many of us, just very intuitive, very, you know, connected to feelings and sensing people's energy. Um, but gradually over time, I sort of disconnected from those emotions. And, you know, one of the things is I really felt strongly about, you know, checking all the boxes. And that was sort of a formula that was ingrained in me from an early age, you know, and so my path took me through corporate America. And I was working for one of the largest media companies in, in the world, and then eventually for a fortune 500 company and, you know, got a lot of working experience, really using digital media and seeing how powerful media is in general. And, you know, during that time, I really experienced massive burnout. And I think that was due to, in a large part, because I felt such a sense of being out of alignment with my soul's truest expression. You know, I had followed sort of this scripted path of, you know, getting the MBA and getting a good job and sort of, you know, doing all the things, but I wasn't really listening to my intuition. And during that time, you know, I feel like sometimes we need a, a, a lar louder uh, alarm clock. And that was the case for me. And it was really just multiple things that were happening that allowed me to realize that I wasn't really listening to my soul. And so from there, I took a path of um, really, you know, listening to what it is that my soul wanted to express and what was coming through me. And from there started my own, uh, company that was really harnessing the power of media and helping other people to do the same, to discover more of who they are and why they're here and getting in connection with their own, you know, divine purpose. I feel like we all have, uh, such a beautiful, unique, you know, expression of source. And, you know, we all are each a, an individual snowflake, if you will. And so that has been sort of my journey is to find that in, in myself and then to hold a divine mirror for others to really be able to do the same and to shine their light in the world. I love that. I'm just writing that down because I loved what you said. Oh, you said snowflake or soul flake? I love both of those, but yes, but snowflake. Snowflake. Oh, I love that. It's just, I got this real uh, picture when you said that. So Emily, I hear this quite often. I hear people um, like yourself, you know, working in large corporations and then uh, making that jump. And, and I'd love to understand how you did it because sometimes we've had people on the show that say, well, you know, I, if you've got a passion project, for example, set it up, make sure that you spend and invest your time there while you're in this corporate uh, arena doing what you need to do uh, and then make the jump once you've set yourself up but then I've also heard just make the jump how did you go about it yeah I don't know if there's one you know formula that works for everyone it's like everybody is has such a unique path for me it was it took me about six months to kind of build up the courage and kind of formulate a plan of, you know, this is what it would look like sort of from a revenue perspective. And of course, you know, knowing as much as you can know before making that leap, if you will. But, um, I did, I started it kind of, um, 
you know, full, full throttle, if you will. And what's interesting is when I started my own business, it really was like a reflection of being in corporate America. It, it kind of started out with that energy, if you know what I mean. It was like, go, 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 working around the clock, like really being, you know, fast paced. And um, because that's what I know. And that was my energy at the time. And it really took me, you know, being out of balance, it, which culminated actually on my honeymoon um, in, in Bali to realize, you know, I had adrenal fatigue and was really feeling exhausted. And I was loving what I was doing. It was lighting me up, but I needed to learn boundaries, learn balance, right? All of these things that, you know, we learn as entrepreneurs is such a uh, profound journey that I think really mirrors our own, you know, spiritual awakening journeys, if you will. But um, but yeah, that was one of the things of really coming into greater sense of balance. And then also, you know, finding that what I was doing was gradually shifting over time. Oh, we love boundaries. We talk about boundaries all the time. So how did you, what was your trick? Like, how did you build strong boundaries? Yeah, that's such a great question. I feel like, <clears throat> you know, part of it was understanding what it feels like to have weak boundaries. You know, I think many women, especially, you know, can relate to the energy of, you know, wanting to please others, wanting to make other people feel happy. And that was definitely like my modus of operanda until it really was not serving me any longer. And I needed to look at, you know, what that felt like to always say yes and to feel really burnt out at the end of the day. And so getting really clear on what that felt like. And then I find that it is courageous to go outside of our comfort zone. So for me, you know, being somebody that always said, said yes, or was kind of working around the clock, you know, to, to have those boundaries took a little bit of, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone in the beginning. And, you know, that feels uncomfortable a little bit. And then it's just like a muscle that strengthens over time and we get better and better at it. And we also recognize I did at least is that the spaciousness that allowed me to have more rest, to feel recharged, to feel energized, to feel lit up was so worth it. And so just being able to kind of continue that and understand how important it is to protect our own energy. It's so true, right? And I think that I love even the way that you're talking about when you left corporate America, like even when you first started, how it's just that energy, um, that you're just working. I find that and I hear as well that a lot of entrepreneurs, when they do take that leap, uh, it, they say yes to everything. They don't have boundaries purely because they want to survive. They want to succeed. They want to do well. And, um, and there's really a fine line between, uh, knowing where to invest your energy and knowing when to say yes and no, which is, is a challenge in itself, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And I find that it is, you know, 
knowing before we reach the point of burnout, because oftentimes, you know, if we do have that, you know, tendency to, you know, be immersed in in work and love what you do, it's like, sometimes you don't recognize when, you know, the signs of of like getting to the point of feeling exhausted or feeling a bit of burnout. And, you know, for me, it's been a, a, a process of becoming even more in tune with my own body, with my own energetic ecosystem and realizing, okay, like noticing this really, really subtle signs of when that's happening and being able to, you know, really prioritize, like if it's, you know, something that absolutely has to get done during the day, I actually, you know, love this as a a double Virgo, um, somebody that has, you know, a lot of earth and organizational, um, you know, tendencies as I have a a system of sort of like color coding a to-do list and, um, you know, knowing what absolutely needs to get done that day and kind of sticking to that, like getting better and better at that of, um, you know, allowing time to just be and, you know, prioritizing stuff that maybe, you know, can be put off till later in the week or, you know, later to get to get done. Oh, double Virgo. I love that. You would be very, very, let's say specific. Um, my sister's a Virgo and I uh, love the very much a perfectionist in her ways of working and it's always done so beautifully. Whereas me, I'm a, I'm a triple water. And so I'm Pisces and so I'm very creative. I'm all over the place, you know. So boundaries for me is a, is one of those things that I am still working through. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. How intuitive and sensitive and, you know, just in touch with, with the, you know, all the different realms. I have my moon and Pisces, which is like so opposite from, from that earth energy, which really balances me. And it, it, I can connect with what you're saying of like having, you know, that spaciousness kind of floating. And, um, that is a really fun energy as well. Is that, so may I ask, is that, cause I love soul media. Is that what you do? You blend astrology because I notice you've got here about finding your unique inner blueprint. Is that through astrology? Yes, uh, astrology is one of the tools that I use and as well as energy reading and really getting in touch with everybody's, you know, sort of unique soul signature. But astrology is such a beautiful gift because it is essentially, you know, a map of the soul. And, you know, there's many divine blueprints, if you will, that we come into, I, I believe, in, you know, an incarnation with astrology being one of them and our energetic blueprint and galactic and, and, and so many, right. But uh, astrology can really give us insight into, you know, what our soul came into this lifetime to do some of the innate gifts that we've worked on from lifetime to lifetime. Some of the areas that maybe are a little bit more challenging for us. So there's a little bit more tension and also some of the, you know, areas that we came to learn and teach and explore. Oh, I love that. So what do you, what exactly do you look for? Because I'd love to understand, and I'm sure our listeners will be too, is how do they discover their divine path of service? So is it through astrology? And if so, what, what exactly do you look for in their astrology? 
Yeah, I feel like there's so many different ways for us to really get in touch with our own divine blueprint and, you know, our path of, of service. Um, astrology, you know, is such a complex, multifaceted study. You know, it can take years to really understand the nuances uh, of astrology. But one of the things that, you know, people often look at is uh, your primal triad. Um, so what we were just talking about is the, you know, the sun, um, in moon and your rising sign. And, um, you can also, you know, evolutionary astrology looks at the nodes. So your South node and your North node kind of in terms of areas of exploration and soul growth. Um, but there's many different, you know, things to look at in astrology in terms of the planetary placements and the energies that are showing up in the chart. And, you know, one of the things that I love to look at is, is how the elements are kind of manifesting in, in each individual birth chart. Um, but, you know, one of the areas that I always recommend uh, in terms of discovering your own, you know, divine path of service is to start with what lights you up. You know, looking at what truly sets your soul on fire, what you get excited about doing, what are some of the things that really come naturally for you. And, you know, sometimes we don't always, you know, we're not always fully aware of what those things are because they, they come so naturally. Um, but it might be that you are an incredible space holder. You are somebody that people feel incredibly comfortable with just in your presence. You know, it might be that you are have this beautiful curiosity and ask incredible questions and really help other people to discover their truth. You know, it might be this just creative self-expression that just oozes from you and you're able to speak or create or paint or write, you know, and, and I think that, you know, to get even deeper in touch with all of those gifts um, to be able to cultivate and bring them even more forward into the forefront is something that is so helpful when we talk about, you know, our divine path of service and what we're here to be doing. Um, it, and, and it really is a celebration of those things because, you know, that is truly, you know, what we're you know, here to be doing, but that can manifest in so many different ways. So I, I often say like there isn't one specific way that we are meant to be in service in the world. It can always be fluid and changing. And, and it really is a matter of, you know, dropping into our beautiful heart space and getting in touch with what it is in the present moment that our soul is desiring to express. Mm, I love that. And the one thing that just came to mind is that quite often when I ask people, what is it that you want or what lights you up? They say, I don't know. Do you get that often? I do. Yeah, I do. I think that you know, it takes some time to discover. And especially, I think one of the things that makes it so difficult is, you know, something that we're talking about is like being in a fast paced world. And there are, there can be so many distractions. You know, we have social media, we have a uh, sort of a, a lifestyle that caters to being 
busy and, you know, a work focused sort of culture. And, you know, there's some value in being able to construct that and allow for the time and space, because when that happens, when people comment, like, I'm not even sure what lights me up, it's likely because of going through the emotions of maybe what society, like what, what we're, you know, kind of taught to put value on, um, or focus on. And, there is a process, I think, of rediscovering. And that takes a little bit of, you know, selfishness, a little bit of putting yourself first, and allowing yourself the space and time to be able to play, you know, just for the sake of playing, and just for the sake of discovering that which brings you joy. I love play. I don't think we have enough play in our life. Because, you know, quite often people say they know what they don't want. And I always say, like, you know, if, if you keep focusing on what you don't want, you are almost bring more of that into your existence. So what would be some signals um, when one is not aligned with their soul's blueprint? What do you look for? So the body is such a beautiful, you know, gift. We have been blessed with these divine temples. And oftentimes, you know, sometimes we can ignore those subtle cues. But, you know, the physical, mental, emotional body will give us all these cues to let us know if mm, things don't feel quite right for us, or maybe we're not really energized about what we're doing. You know, for me, I've experienced many of these before, but it could be a feeling of just you know, not excited to get out of bed in the morning, like really not, you know, work really feels like work, you know, and as opposed to play, it feels really kind of harsh and, and, you know, tiresome, um, you know, it could be a, a sense of fatigue, it could be a sense of, of weight gain, um, you know, it could be feelings of just being disconnected with your emotions or feeling like there's something that's deeply inside of you that's wanting to be expressed, but feeling a sort of frustration, like you're not really quite sure what it is that's meant to be expressed or how to express it. You know, all of these things are, are signals that, you know, perhaps there's something else that's wanting to be birthed from you. Mm, so it's, it's almost like resistance. As you were speaking, I felt there was kind of like level of resistance uh, with whenever you're doing something, if there's that level of resistance, then you are not aligned with your soul's blueprint. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of ex ex explaining that. Because mm, I find that sometimes people are so into the doing that they don't pick up on that feeling of, hey, I'm not aligned with my soul's blueprint. Um, and I always think about uh, how do you shift that doing into that being to then being more connected with your soul? What would you say to that? How would you turn away from doing and more into being so that we can connect more with our soul's blueprint? That's such a beautiful question. I think that this can be really challenging because we're taught to focus on the external world. And I think, you know, in, in some ways, you know, 2020 with, with the global pandemic was an invitation if we, you know, wanted to take it or still with that invitation of having the opportunity to turn a little bit more inward. 
And, you know, the reason why I say that is just because, you know, we weren't able to go out as much as, you know, previously. And there was more like being at home and there was more just a, a, a sense of, you know, things being slowed down a little bit. And, you know, that might have felt really uneasy for, for many. And, you know, there definitely were some challenges that came with this time, but also I believe, you know, uh, some blessings as well. And, you know, I think that turning the dial down to focus inward can come with some discomfort and like what you're saying in terms of, you know, doing versus being, um, we have to allow ourselves, we have to give ourselves the space to just be, and that takes, you know, time and, you know, and boundaries and really, you know, allowing for just what is. And I know for myself, you know, coming from, from corporate America, like even, you know, 20 minutes would feel like a lot of just doing nothing there, you know? Um, but now, you know, for me, it's like, I have a, a much deeper meditation practice and I have a breath work practice. And these are things that, you know, they're not like goals that I'm, you know, accomplishing. They're times to get, to go inward and really connect with myself and, and that feels really good for me. Um, and it allows me to move forward in a different kind of way with a different kind of energy. And what's really beautiful about that is, you know, we can see a palpable shift in our energy and from feeling, you know, maybe perhaps burnt out to feeling more restored and more energized, more sense of clarity. Um, but I think, again, to your point, it, it is kind of moving through that in the beginning of feeling more and more comfortable to allow ourselves just to be. Mm, and I agree. I think that since 2020 it has been an invitation and a calling to go within. I always talk about staying in your center, uh, especially with what's going on at the moment. And I think that so people are so external focus that I feel that uh, they are it's impacting not just them, like you know, obviously if it impacts your physical, your emotional, mental and spiritual, but even for those that I know that are entrepreneurs, it's even impacting their business because they're not focused on their business. And I know lots of businesses have uh, ceased to exist, but some have pivoted. Um, so how did you go about, did you, obviously you've pivoted. What was the transformation from, from let's say when this all started in 2020 to now? How have you pivoted? You know, right before 2020, it was actually right before March, I had a strong inner call to make a really, really significant shift in my business. And I had no idea what was to come. Um, but I just had an intuitive sense that everything was going to be different. And I felt my world was shifting. And I really surrendered to that in a way that perhaps I wouldn't have in you know, years prior. But the call was really loud for me. And so I did, you know, right before shift away from a brick and mortar and to working with, uh, you know, larger clients because I wanted to work on a more one-on-one -on -one basis and really feel like, you know, I was able to share my tools and, you know, learnings and work with people that are, 
you know, making an a, amazing impact in the world. And, um, and that took a lot of trust because it wasn't a direction that I had been in previously. And so it definitely felt, you know, there was a feeling of discomfort in, in the beginning of that. Um, but gradually it became, you know, just such a gratifying practice. And so, you know, there was so much shift and transformation for, for all of us. And, you know, during that time, it allowed me to, you know, not so much focus on everything that was happening, but kind of start and rebuild a foundation from the ground up. And I always say for entrepreneurs is that, you know, we think about structures and systems and processes and, you know, different kinds of platforms that we need, but oftentimes the most supportive foundation that we can create is, is an energetic foundation for our business. And that comes with how our energy feels. If the things that we're doing feel aligned, if they feel supported, if we're, you know, nourishing ourselves, all the things that we're talking about. And so it definitely 2020 was an initiation and an invitation for me to, to build a different kind of, of energetic foundation. Oh, I even like the fact that you talked about energy because I really do believe that uh, uh, vibrational frequency and energy has a massive impact in how you go about your day-to-day, how you approach your business, how you have your conversation. That's a really important piece. I'm curious about surrendering. Um, how, do you, how does one really let go and surrender? That's such a good question. I think, again, it is like a muscle. You know, um, my mentor and dear friend, you know, she always uses faith, trust, and surrender together. And I think that those, those, you know, kind of go hand in hand. There is an element of faith that is required, you know, and trusting in if you're getting this ping, this nudge to really follow your heart and allow for what is to unfold. And I think sometimes we think of challenges that arise um, in a negative light. There's a sense of our thinking mind or the ego mind that wants to judge situations that arise as, oh gosh, this is happening. You know, you know, there must be something wrong in my business. Like I'm all of a sudden not feeling, you know, great about it, or I'm feeling like there's a a, a sense of tension, whatever the case may be, whatever the challenge is that is presented to us. Um, but oftentimes I find that challenges are re routing us, realigning us, recalibrating us if we listen to the invitation and surrender. Um, So I think it is a a really, really big part of it is looking at the challenge or the obstacle in a different way. And one of the best exercises that was shared with me um, is to, you know, if you're confronted by a huge obstacle or a decision that requires a lot of, you know, trust and surrendering is making a list of 10 reasons why that is the best situation that has ever happened to you. And what are the 10 sort of blessings in disguise, if you will, that will arise from such experience and learning. And I put this into practice and it's actually really transformative um, because it allows us to shift 
from the thinking mind um, into a deeper sense of a vision and really trusting our hearts and, and knowing, okay, there's something really magical that's actually taking place. And we, when we can see that and we can connect with it, I think the surrender piece of it gets much easier. Oh, I love that. And I love it. You know, actually, the way that you talked about surrendering, it actually kind of links with what you were saying about what lights you up. It's really moving out of your mind, your thinking into your heart. Yes. I like really feeling your way through it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, Emily, I'm curious, right? What has been your greatest lesson learned thus far throughout your most uh, you know, adventurous journey that you have gone through? I think the biggest lesson is to trust, you know, to trust myself and to trust in, in the process of sharing my light and my gifts. And, you know, that has definitely been a, a journey for me. And it's a journey of self-love. It's a journey of, you know, worth and expanding into that worth and recognizing that I do have a voice and, you know, I, my, my gifts are valuable and I'm, you know, meant to be a service here in the world and in a very unique way. I often, you know, grew up never quite feeling like I, you know, fit in and, um, always kind of was trying to, but not successfully kind of fit a certain mold. And as I've gotten older, it's kind of been a comfort with being my authentic self and trusting that it's okay to do that. And it's okay to shine your light in your own unique way. And in fact, that's what the world actually needs is all of us shining our lights in our own unique way with our own innate gifts. And that's where like, we're going to really see this new earth being born and all of us coming together and really, you know, harmony and, you know, without the sense of, you know, competition or, you know, it's just all of us kind of working together and shining our lights. I feel like that is so important, such a beautiful thing that is in process in manifest. And that's a, something that I absolutely love, you know, in working with clients is, you know, maybe a fear of shining, maybe in previous incarnations, you know, that didn't go so well. Um, maybe there's, you know, a, a sense of, of hiding or not wanting to be fully, you know, visible. And I understand that journey. That has been one of the biggest lessons for me and something that I'm really passionate about sharing. I truly, uh, truly believe that too, that there's been, well, we, you know, moved into the age of Aquarius and it is about creating communities and people really coming together to work and collaborate together because there has been so many changes all over the world from people resigning to people losing their jobs. Um, but these communities are coming together and really like, like you're saying, shine, you know, starting to stand in their truth and shining their light, which is, which is absolutely beautiful to see. I, I 1000% agree with that. And it's, it is, it is really interesting to see sort of the movement and, you know, the direction of people, people, you know, maybe making, making shifts or making decisions, you know, based on everything that has transpired in the last, you know, year and a half, two years is like, okay, um, you know, this is a precious life and I'm going to, you know, make the most of it. And, and, and I think that 
has been a process of maybe getting more comfortable with change. You know, I know at least in my personal circles, I've seen, you know, people make daring, bold decisions in a way that they may not have previously been comfortable doing, you know, whether it's moving across the country or moving to another country or, you know, leaving a job that was really not feeling great anymore. You know, these things are, are scary and they take courage and, um, you know, it is exciting to see some of these changes because I think that divine courage is uh, is something that is needed in order to feel that sense of alignment with our, our soul's purpose. You do. You're spot on. You do need the – I love the divine courage. I, and I think that um, it's people are reassessing their values. People are reassessing their, their ways of working and – uh, starting to look at, hey, I don't want to be doing 50, 60 hours a week anymore. Uh, and, and people are downsizing as well, you know, which I've, I've heard, I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I'm looking for a tiny house. I went, wow. It's just kind of like yeah. people just letting go of stuff. Amazing. Yes, truly, truly. Mm. And it is, yeah, I absolutely am, am seeing the same thing. Mm, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? So, Emily, you're um, very successful in business. What's your biggest pain point? And then how do you work through your solution? You know, I think that there can be so many different pain points with, with running a business. The thing that, you know, comes to mind is, you know, finding ways to balance all of the things, <laughs> you know, cause I like you, I have a podcast and I have a live show that I host and I, you know, have kind of two areas of, of business that I focus on. One is kind of one-to-one -one with clients and, um, and, and the other part of that is, you know, working with conscious brands. And so, you know, it's just like, there are so many things that I feel passionate about. And so, so many creative, you know, um, you know, projects that I feel called to. And it is, I think, a challenge for me to um, be able to balance them all and feel like I'm able to, you know, pour my heart and soul and, and my energy into those things. And I think that we all go through this as entrepreneurs of like, okay, you know, what maybe needs to, to be, you know, put on the back burner, or maybe this isn't a, a full yes at this time. And, um, and really getting more and more clear. And you mentioned the age of Aquarius. So I feel like we're being so supported in this right now. And I think even more like coming up towards the end of this linear calendar year, um, we're going to see, you know, several eclipses and um, a, a lunar eclipse, like just a lot is going to be, I think, happening energetically and astrologically to kind of aid in this. And, and one of the themes that I see is, um, at least in myself, um, is around like clarity of what is a yes, what is an alignment and what is no longer in alignment. And that's becoming more and more evident. And then to the, you know, what we were talking about before is, okay, surrendering to that, even if it doesn't make logical linear sense, like, oh, but I should be doing this for a financial perspective, or I should be, you know, doing this other creative project. Um, but if it's not feeling good, 
um, you know, leaving that and focusing on what really truly lights you up. So that's definitely been a journey for me and something that I'm still, you know, continue to learn and lean into. Before we got on the show, Emily, we did talk about the the next couple of months. It's going to be interesting times, right? So and you talked about the eclipse, absolutely. So how does one ride the waves? What would be a little tip that you would like to uh, leave for our listeners as a way to manage what's happening or what's going to be taking place in the next couple of months? The biggest thing that's coming through right now is to really find your own center and to connect with it and connect with your heart. Take the time to, to go within. I think that, you know, energetically things may feel like there might be a, a sense of time passing in a, in a, in a strange way or, you know, just, um, as things continue to unfold is just, you know, feeling really grounded. That's a word that I keep coming back to is, you know, whether it's, you know, meditating or walking with your feet barefoot in the earth or, you know, doing breath work, whatever it is that is your kind of grounding practice. I feel like those tools are more important than ever before. And we can also kind of discover new tools, like kind of lean into, okay, this isn't working so much, or I'm going to try this in a new way. Um, but I think that coming into our center, coming into the, you know, the, the center point, taking some time, you know, before reacting to certain situations, um, and that grounding piece of it really helps <laughs> with just feeling, you know, a calmness in, in a time where it is transformational. There is a lot that's happening right now. And I think we all feel that. So, so very true. And it is about just, uh, I, I think I can't say it enough about staying in your center and uh, focusing and controlling the controllables, not to try to control things that are out of our control. I'd love to understand a little bit more about soul media. Would you like to explain a little bit about what exactly you do? Sure. Yeah. So we help conscious brands to really share their authentic story. And that's, you know, using media. I always knew that I was going to use media in some way. I recognize, um, you know, how significant of a tool it is, but I wanted to be able to harness it for you know, for positive change. And so, you know, my background is in digital marketing and, and media. And so, um, you know, th- those are kind of the channels. I feel like, you know, social media and, and our website presence and all of these things are really communication portals is what we've kind of collectively co-created um, as a way of, of sharing, sharing stories. Um, connecting with each other. And so that in a sense is, you know, a, a, a important area for us to explore as entrepreneurs and, and businesses is how are we telling that story? You know, does it feel aligned to our own authentic truth and our gifts and, you know, our unique message? Um, and so that's one of the things that we help with, with brands do is to really story, storytell across channels. 
Is that how you, because I mean, there's so many people on social media and I always go, how do you stand out amongst the crowd? So are you saying it's through your stories and sharing your stories is how you stand out? I think absolutely. You know, I think that, um, you know, that there, like I, I, I don't think we connect anymore to people just, you know, sharing a post with, you know, a hashtag. It's like, we want to go deeper than that, you know, and we, you know, at least you know, I look at my own patterns of using social media and I follow people that inspire me and I'm, and I'll read their captions and, you know, it's the people that take the time to really tell their story and maybe share vulnerably and, and share some of the tools that they've, you know, amassed through their own journey. Um, and that's really inspiring for me. And I think that I, I think a lot of people feel that way as well is that, you know, we were connecting with each other through hearing each other's journeys and their stories and, you know, learning from we can all learn from each other. And mm-hmm. social media really is a tool to enable us to, to do that. Yeah, it sure does. I do have to admit, I mean, I'm not big on social media, everyone knows that, but I do, um, I have obviously with the guests that we have on our show, I find that sometimes they are so courageous, so raw, so authentic to share their stories. And I think it's pretty amazing. I don't, I don't think that we all can do that, including myself. I think that there's a level of, uh, being private as well, but I, I hear you because it does help people connect with, uh, or, or not, not just even connect to go, hey, you know what? There's somebody else out there feeling what I'm feeling. I'm not on my yeah. own. Yeah, totally. Mm. totally. Yeah, and to your point too, is like I don't think we, you know, it, it, everybody has a certain comfort level with what to share, how to share it, you know, and um, and that's okay. And that's the thing that, you know, goes back. We're all uh, a unique snowflake or soul flake. I love how you said that. <laughs> you know, we have our own unique way of sharing. And, you know, it, it and, and that's how we really, you know, connect with one another. It's so true, so true. So, Emily, we're going to go back in time. If we were to go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? It's okay to be different. It's okay to really feel your feelings. I feel as if feelings are, you know, our emotions are such beautiful gifts. And, you know, when I was growing up, unfortunately, I didn't see it quite that way. And, um, I'm learning more and more throughout time is just what a gift it is to feel, you know, we're here on this earth and there is so much, you know, polarity. Um, there's so much to experience. And I think that's why we you know, choose to come here and to feel deeply is a part of this human experience. And so, and our emotions really are these powerful signals that allow us to, um, understand our own journey. And, um, and so that's what I would definitely tell my younger self is it's okay to feel all of your feelings and, um, and really honor how you're feeling. Mm, And I think, you know, what you were saying about being comfortable about being different, I think that also comes from experience. And as we evolve as individuals, we can be more and more our authentic self without worrying about what other people think about us or did I say the right thing or have I upset someone? There's this sense of I'm okay, I back myself and I feel really comfortable in my own skin. 
But that takes time in itself. So, Emily, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Curiosity. Oh, love it. Curiosity. And the last question we always love to ask is what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to give to our listeners? That could be like three practical exercises for the for our audience. Okay. Well, let's go through. There's um, So one way to really get in touch with your divine path of service, you know, you can look at it in terms of really four overlapping circles. And the first is to make a list of everything that you love, everything that you love to do that lights you up. And then the second circle of that is your innate gifts. And like we talked about before, this might be something that you're not fully in touch with, but you could ask a friend, like, what are some of the qualities that you admire in me? Like really getting in touch and not being modest, like really owning all of your authentic gifts. And then the third part of that is your wealth code. So if you're starting a, a business or you're an entrepreneur, those are things that, you know, people will pay you for, um, that you can generate abundance from. And then fourthly is looking at what the planet needs. And one of the things that I feel so strongly about at this get present time is that there's so much that the world needs and the world needs all of our unique gifts. And there's so much from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective, from a mental health perspective, you know, from a creativity perspective. Um, And so looking at those four overlapping circles to really determine where it is that your soul signature is calling you forward. And then the second golden nugget that I'd love to share is about creating with the four elements. And the elements have been around, you know, since the beginning of time, and they're really helpful to call upon in order to, you know, cultivate our, um, anything that we're calling into creation. I feel like getting in touch and balancing the elements through our own being is really important. And there's lots of different ways that we can create with the four elements. So earth, you know, if we want to connect with the element of earth, you know, we could walk barefoot on the earth. We could take some time and just lay down on the ground. We could, you know, drum like the, the sound of drumming can be such a grounding sound, uh, you know, and sounds can be so, so healing and centering. Um, we can carry stones or crystals or rocks. Um, also taking care of our physical body is a very earth elemental thing to do. And then finally, we can create a to-do list or really get, you know, practical action steps is uh, harnessing that earth energy, right? If we want to call upon air, air is free flowing. It's, you know, curiosity. It's, you know, connecting with others so we can, um, we can sing or we could write a song. We could, you know, get really curious and write down a list of questions. You know, what is lighting me up at this point in time? What am I really curious about? What am I being drawn to? Um, a gratitude journal, um, you know, listening to music, talking out loud to a friend. These are all ways that we can really connect with the element of air. And 
you know, water, which you, Catherine, um, are probably so, you know, and naturally in tune with this is, you know, our, our feeling body, our emotions. And so we could maybe visit a float tank or if we live near the water, you know, go for a walk near the water or actually get in and swim in the ocean. Um, we can activate our drinking water, um, actually blessing it, um, you know, before we drink it. Our bodies are, you know, 75% or more water. Um you know, anything that is self-care practicing practices or nurturing, that's really connecting with the element of water. Um, anything that is, you know, honoring our feelings and our intuition is connecting with the element of water. And then the fourth element of fire is a really fun element to cultivate. And, you know, with women, there are, has been a, a tendency societally to kind of dim that fire. And so it's really important to feel that and feel connected with our fire and to be able to activate it when we want to. And so, you know, fire is a really fun energy. It's courageous. It's bold. It's fast moving. It's high energy. So we can, you know, do some interval exercises or we can dance. We can shake. We can um, wear red. We could visit, you know, an infrared sauna or light a candle or actually, you know, sit by the fire fire, eat spicy foods. These are, these are things that we can do to really cultivate and bring up that energy, um, that chi, that life force energy within us. And so those are just some fun ways that we can, you know, cultivate and create with the four elements. And I, you know, have become in working with the four elements, which I think we do is just become more and more connected with the elements within us. And when we want to like bring out more, like when, you know, if we need to feel more grounded and connected to the earth, or we need to honor our feelings, just knowing what it is that maybe is missing at that point in time and, you know, calling on, you know, one or multiple of those elements. And, um, you know, the final golden nugget, I feel like for the entrepreneurial journey and life in general, I think creativity is truly our, one of our most valuable resources. And creativity is something, you know, which we talked about, if we're in like a go, go, go fast pace, it can feel really hard to be creative you know, and so it is connecting with the stillness, I think, oftentimes can allow us to bring forward more creativity. And so there is this, you know, pause, the spaciousness that can be really helped, helpful for re re-sparking creativity, which we always, you know, we need creativity for, you know, literally every area of our of our lives, but um, especially when we're in business, it's such an important ingredient. And so there's other ways that we can sort of re-spark that creativity. Um, you know, it, it could be, you know, visualization, like so really visualizing that which you are desiring to create, like actually seeing it in your mind's eye. Um, morning pages can be a really great practice for this. Um, or automatic writing where you just kind of are like channeling through whatever it is that is, you know, 
wanting to come through and just allowing it, not editing, not, you know, eliminating that sense of perfection or judgment, but just allowing things to really flow. Um, also like I find for creativity that I really like to batch my creative projects together. So if I'm doing things that are really like earth grounded, practical, like, you know, to do lists and emails, like I'll try to group those together. And if I'm, you know, recording a podcast or, um, creating a new project, um, or, you know, doing something that is, you know, a graphic design project, then I like to do those together when I do have more spaciousness. And when I'm really like, you know, feeling that creative flow energy also like, you know, just breaking up, uh, the day and like dancing or movement allows to like recirculate the energy, even working from a new location. If you're used to, you know, working from a specific area, there's so many different ways that we can really shift the energy and move things around, um, to be able to feel more in flow with our own creative energy. So those are three of the nuggets that I wanted to share. Thank you so very much. And I love the morning pages. We had Julia Cameron on the show a little while ago. What an amazing, inspirational woman. Have you read The Artist Way? I love her book. It's right behind me right now. (laughs) Yeah, she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So Emily, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? So I am on, uh, my website is IamEmilyHarris.com. And my podcast is The Soul Collective. And um, my probably favorite portal of communication is Instagram. So my Instagram is um, at Emily Gosh Harris. And um, I'm on there. So anybody listening, I would love to, you know, hear, connect, share, you know, send me a DM. Um, and yeah, that's such a fun way for us all to, to really connect. Thank you so much, Emily. We'll have that in the show notes. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your time, your energy and your wealth of wisdom. Thank you so very much. Oh, thank you, Catherine. It's been such an honor. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. Or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katrinplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.